Why don't you sit down, have a popsicle, welcome to Quarantinema, aka Quarantinema, or Quarantine Enema, it's the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the podcast. My name is Connor Sullivan, thank you very much for spending your quarantine with us uh, this lovely evening. Today we're going to uh, tap into the third chapter of our American Trilogy with American Graffiti, which is the also the oldest movie in my DVD collection. Hope everyone is doing well out there. I know uh, we're still not really any closer to uh, this all getting resolved, and that's totally fine. Uh, why don't you leave us a comment on social media? Just tell us how bored you guys are. You know, like, what are you doing to stay entertained? I know I am, I, I, I like, I was fine without sports before. Like, yeah, like, missing March Madness sucks, and, uh, you know, missing the beginning of baseball season kind of sucks, and basketball's gone, hockey's gone, I don't care, I don't like hockey, but who cares, uh, just, I, like, I miss having sports right now, uh, I was so bored this weekend that I ended up rewatching last year's Masters on TV, uh, even though I knew what was gonna happen, uh, but I've done that, I, I do it almost every day with movies, which is watch movies that I've seen before, I, I've never really done it with sports, I don't know why I don't do that more often, I know a lot of networks are, like, showing, like, old clips of games right now and stuff like that, and obviously sports aren't the same if you know what the result is, but it's really no different than watching a movie that you've seen before, as long as you like the outcome. I know the uh, Nesson a couple weeks ago, they were broadcasting uh, some old Red Sox playoffs games, which uh, I was a big fan of, especially it was like the early 2000s Red Sox. So it was a bunch of guys I hadn't seen on TV in uh, 15 odd years or so. So that was always cool for me. So let's just get right into this. Uh, American Graffiti, 1973, directed and written by George Lucas. That's right, the Star Wars guy. He actually made a movie uh, before he was George Lucas, really, about uh, just a bunch of kids just driving around one night in California. And you know what? This is a it's a timeless movie. It's a it's a classic. Uh, it's the oldest movie in my collection for a reason. I think I so when I first saw this movie, I was probably 16 or 17 years old, so I could relate to a lot of the characters, uh, you know, getting ready to go off to college and, uh, you know, what are they really doing and stuck in this town. And, you know, some of them want to get out, some of them just want to go party, and some of them are questioning the meaning of life, and some of them are just badass dudes in tight shirts driving fast cars. Uh, you can probably guess which one I was. Or, you know what, I'm going to leave that up to you. For anyone who's ever seen me in a tight shirt before. But yeah, so I watched this at a at when I could relate to a lot of the characters, and I think I purchased it a couple years later, uh, when I was actually in school. I don't know why like the movie is just it could really be played in any decade and it's still like all the same storylines are applied. Like obviously the movie takes place in nineteen sixty two. Uh, it was made in in the early seventies. So a lot of the music and the cars and all that stuff, like it's designed to look like the 1950s and 60s, and it's re it's really cool. You know, they do George Lucas does an amazing job building the soundtrack. It's kind of a this movie's kind of like a spiritual cousin to uh, Dazed and Confused, I guess. Uh, came out in the early 90s, and it it did the same thing. It came out in the early 90s, and it takes place in the 70s, and it's just an ensemble cast of characters, uh, and it's not really about anything. It's just kids being kids this one it's american graffiti it's uh the night before kids uh this group of kids all go away to college uh, and kind of what they want to do in town and you know how they're spending their last nights one uh one kid wants to spend it with his girlfriend one kid wants to score with this you know score with anybody really and this other kid just wants to 
decide whether or not he's actually leaving or not. Can you imagine actually like the day before you're supposed to leave for college, just having the option to not leave? <laughs> like I feel like t- like today the whole pro- like college process is so drawn out that you know everything about where you're going like a year before it even happens. And this kid's just like the day before he's just like, oh yeah, I don't know if I'm going or not. I might. Who know? Who knows? Uh, it's similar to Days Confused. Days Confused. Uh, I gotta I gotta sit down and actually write out my top ten one day because I don't know if it's in there, but it's definitely in the conversation. It's not in the top five. I know that ten maybe we'll talk. There's a there's definitely some arguments to be had there. It probably varies year to year depending on what I've seen, what I'm feeling, what I'm vibing at that current moment. Uh, but this movie, it's got a, it's not you know George Lucas wasn't the only big name in it. Uh, well, not in it so to speak, but uh, it's got a lot of cool names in it. Uh, Ron Howard, it's an early movie from him. Obviously, he grew up on the Andy Griffith Show, so he was kind of already you know a big child actor in Hollywood, but. This is more of an adult role for him, so he's trying to move on from that child actor phase. And after this, uh, he obviously goes off and does Happy Days and, you know, all this other stuff. And he eventually becomes one of Hollywood's uh, best producers and directors. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little more. We're actually going to watch a couple of his movies in the coming weeks here. Uh, it's, got, it's an early role for Richard Dreyfuss as well. Uh, you, you know him from Jaws. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, The Goodbye Girl. Uh, it's got Paul Lamatt, who kind of plays the badass dude in the movie. I, I was actually, so I was reading about this movie before, you know, taking my notes and whatnot. It turns out Paul Lamatt is some kind of a war hero. Paul Lamatt was a Vietnam War veteran, awarded the National Defense Medal and Vietnam Service Medal, and the George Washington Honor Medal from the Freedom Foundation. So he was actually, you know, he he'd already been through some shit at this point he was in his mid to late 20s when they were actually making the movie uh and he ended up winning a golden globe in this movie for most promising newcomer uh which is not a thing anymore but i think that that, that'd be a cool thing to bring back you know get someone who's only got a couple credits under the belt might be an easier way for uh, some younger people to kind of break through in the award scene uh it's also got charles martin smith uh you know him as uh, the nerdy guy from the untouchables it's an early role for harrison ford Cindy Williams from she played Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. Candy Clark also has her own movie. She was nominated for an Oscar for this. Uh, she this was kind of like her big, her, like her big movie. She uh, she was a working actress for a long time. Uh, after that, she hasn't acted since 2007 when she had a role in Zodiac. Unfortunately, ironically, that movie, uh, the opening scene is uh, you know those kids in this kind of same time era down by the lake hooking up or whatever, and then Zodiac comes in and gets them. Um, it's also got Mackenzie Phillips. You might recognize her from One Day at a Time. Uh, she's the mom in Double Team, So Weird, another Disney show. Uh, so she, this was an early role for her as well. And she's a lot of fun in the movie also. Let's talk about the movie itself. There is, as I said before, this is just a timeless feel for a movie. You know, it's something that we've all gone through, uh, you know, growing up and uh, that stage where you can either leave the nest or kind of stay where you are. And, you know, th- th- uh, this movie's just got something that we all did as kids, which is just drive around with your friends, listening to music. Uh, try, you know, your plans change sporadically throughout the night. You know, one second you're in this car, the next second you're in that car. Uh, and it's one of those things that's never really changed. I mean, I haven't been a teenager in eight years now. I, fuck, I suck at math. I haven't been a teenager in a long time. I don't know what the kids are doing nowadays. But, you know, back when I was uh, growing up, like, I saw myself doing a lot of this stuff and all the, you know, this movie took place 30 years before 
before that. So the, the themes never really change. They're timeless. You can watch them in any era. As I said, the exact same thing happens in Days to Confused, and that plays even if you look at some you know more modern t- uh, teenage movies. Look at a movie like Superbad. Uh, it's just kids going around and they're trying to score booze and they're trying to score girls and the the themes don't really change. the The motives are always there. It's this movie's basically just a Johnny Rockets commercial with a lot more hormones in it. But yeah, I mean, so okay, so this is an early George Lucas movie. Obviously, this is pre Star Wars, so he doesn't have the budget that he had to work with. Uh, a lot of this movie's budget was put into two things, which was the cars and the music uh, for the movie itself and. There's always music playing. There's always some type of song playing. So obviously a lot of the budget for the movie kind of comes uh, from the rights to that music. I know we'll talk about Dazed and Confused in like a month or two. I'm not sure exactly how far away we are from that. We're near. We're getting near the end of the A's and Dazed and Confused is the first into D's. So there's a frame of reference for what we need to get through. But yeah, they go through some of the things where it's just there's music playing all the time and it's really just hammering home that idea of you know, it's the 60s. It's 1962. These are the songs they're playing. These are what pe- kids are driving around and this is what people are doing. Uh, Days Confused is the same thing, just set 10, ten years later. What You know, there's so many characters in this. I mentioned the four uh, leads. You got uh, Ron Howard's character. Uh, he is basically trying to reconcile things with his girlfriend for the night, trying to figure out what he wants to do there. Richard Dreyfus uh, plays a character called Kurt, and Kurt is trying to figure out whether or not he actually wants to go to school. Uh, Paul Matt plays that. Um, I want to know if this is still a thing outside of the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, so apparently kids used to just drag race, <laughs> like for fun. Like that's and and this kid was like the biggest badass in the valley, so to speak, because he drove a like the fastest car. Like it, it's fascinating what. <laughs> what kids are in and into into then versus into now like now all day it's like oh like who gives a fuck about what kind of car they're driving they have i don't know this many followers on twitch or something like that you know i don't know i'm I, i'm i'm an old i'm an old guy you know i'm i'm 20 i'm 27 i'm old uh and then charles martin smith he plays the nerd and one little fun fact about charles martin smith he he didn't become as big uh, a name as an actor as a couple of the other guys uh, in the movie, but he's still working. He's uh, he's directed both TV and movies, and he's got one movie that he directed on his filmography. Uh, it's a little title called Air Bud. So who knew that Charles Martin Smith would have been, uh, of all the kids in this cast, would have been the one that actually went on and had a successful directing career. Not a shot at Ron Howard, but this man made Air Bud, thus he is above Ron Howard in every sense of the words. Oscar would be damned. Uh, reading about the movie, uh, George Lucas did a lot of uh, self-reflecting. He, you know, each character as kind of a, or each of the four main characters, uh, he claims to be some type of a uh, reflection of who he was at that time. He went through four drastic stages, uh, if you ask me. Uh, you know, there's the college kid, which is played by Kurt, the more insightful one. Then there's his freshman high school nerdy kid. That's um, Terry, played by Charles Martin Smith. Uh, then there's Milner who uh, apparently George Lucas used to be really into drag racing. Uh, that's funny because I always thought he was into pod racing. Haha, <laughs> Star Wars jokes. Uh, and then there's uh, Ron Howard's character, which is him and his relationship with girls. And it's just, you know, it's it's for it's an interesting way to kind of do this, like, self-reflection 
uh, I guess it's kind of cool, but you know, I'm sure we all did different things. Uh, and we were in high school, we see ourselves in different ways. You know, I, I like my, myself personally, like I, I could fit in with jock kids. You know, I was on the football team, uh, played a bunch of sports growing up. I was friendly with all those kids. Uh, but at the same time, my friends, the ones that I'm probably, I, I spend more time with now, uh, they were kind of like my nerdier friends growing up. You know, we grew up in Boy Scouts together, or Cub Scouts rather. I quit once we got to Boy Scouts. Um, you know, grew up in scouting and just all this, you know, stuff. Like, I, like I, w- I had a couple different personalities growing up as well. And it's cool to see George Lucas kind of bring it out the way he did. Uh, and also paint, uh, you know, this movie in this world that he kind of creates. George Lucas is a really great world creator, uh, I'd say. Needless to say, the Star Wars franchise and everything he contributed with Indiana Jones, that whole franchise. Quick interesting note about uh, George Lucas. Um, as famous a, as a director as he is, and he's a god in the film industry for everything he did with Star Wars and everything he did with Indiana Jones and all that stuff, uh, he's only he hasn't really directed that many movies, which is kind of surprising. Um, he directed the original Star Wars, A New Hope, and then he did the entire uh, prequel trilogy, so that puts him at four movies. American Graffiti puts him at five, and his first movie, his first feature, uh, was a 1971 movie called THX 1138. THX 1138. It stars Robert Duvall. <laughs> Here's the IMDb synopsis. In the 25th century, a time when people have designations instead of names, a man, THX 1138, and a woman, LUH 3417, rebel against their rigidly controlled society. Kind of sounds like Logan's Run or something to that effect. Uh, but it, So he's clearly a big sci-fi guy, and this is definitely the most personable of all the films that he has. Um, you know, I, hey, I love Star Wars. You're not going to find a bigger Star Wars fan than me. I'm not, that, that's a lie. Yes, you will. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars kid. I uh, grew up watching that stuff. The original trilogy, we had the VHS uh, box, and it was pretty much my parents' go-to, like, shut-up movie. Uh, if they, if my brother and I were just kind of acting up or whatever, they just popped in Return of the Jedi and boom, we were out for two hours. Uh, so I, I'm going to do the same thing when I have kids one day. I'm just, I just got to get a movie that I can just plop in and have them shut up that I, I don't mind having on in the background. A few quick other notes here. Uh, I'm The 50s look equally shitty as they do fun to grow up in. 50s, 1962, whatever you want to call it. This era seems so interesting because obviously like kids are like we said before kids are just driving around and that's kind of what you do that's what there is for fun but like in this movie there's an entire sequence at you know at the hop so to speak they got a band it's basically just a dance and there's line dancing and you know cheesy dancing and it just looks so dumb <laughs> it looks absolutely terrible but then you know you see kids going off and they're stealing booze and they're you know uh, they're I don't know just getting into trouble throughout the night like so kids have always done the same things but there's just like these weird things in the middle uh, and you know high school dances I don't even know what they're like now I know I, when I was in high school it was kind of like in the middle of the you know grinding era which we can all look back on ashamed of ourselves I think we can all agree with that but you know what I love this movie I uh, I really hope you guys all get a chance to watch it at some point I believe it's on Hulu right now you might have to pay for it I use the DVD because that's again the whole point of this podcast uh, me going through my collection and it's a movie that anyone can enjoy I remember the first time I watched it I was downstairs uh, watching it on like Stars or HBO or like one of those you know premium channels 
And uh, my mom actually came down and watched it with me. And when she came in, she was like, oh, like I remember this movie. I love this movie. And she would have been 13 or 14, I think, when it actually came out. But, you know, that's the kind of effect that this movie has. Like, I enjoy it just as much as she did. And there's this big age gap uh, between us. And, like, there's just generations of movies in between when it came out and she watched it. And when I saw it for the first time, when we both can relate to exactly what the characters are doing. So give us a watch, you know. Uh, if you're in quarantine, stuck with your family, watch it with your parents. Maybe they have a cool perspective on it. Uh, maybe your grandparents, depending on what kind of family you have. Uncles, aunts. I mean, we all know someone who grew up in this era. That being all said, let's get into the did you knows here. Uh, as you know, uh, every movie I watch, I go right to IMDb. And I go to the movies page and I scroll down, go to the did you know parts. And you'll, uh, you can read a bunch of cool things there about the production of the movie uh what happened afterwards casting rumors and budget stuff and all this like cool things you would have known otherwise hence the title did you know uh so i go through some of those and i give my takes first up due to the low budget george lucas was unable to pay all of the crew members he offered to give many of them a screen credit in lieu of payment and they accepted traditionally only department heads received screen credits giving screen credit to so many crew members has now become a tradition, which is why closing credits are so long now. That's so fucking cool. I never... So obviously, no, very few people stick around and watch the actual credits. Uh, I, I, I'm guilty of it. Uh, I pretty much the second the movie's over, unless it's like an MCU movie or something like that where I know I'm supposed to stick around. Uh, I... Yeah, as soon as the second, the second movie's done, I just get up and leave. Uh, but, you know, watching old movies, they're... This... I never really thought about this. That like, yeah, like the credit sequences aren't that crazy. Like the, the opening credits, like they the all the phrasing's differently. But I just thought that was, you know, sign of the times. But I guess this was the first movie that really introduced a modern credit roll, which is cool. And just the, you know, it's I'm <laughs> I'm sure many of you won't find it that fascinating. But uh, for movie buffs like me. I think this is just a neat little like landmark in movie history, and now now everybody's doing it, and it's all because of something George Lucas did, and you know where have I heard that for? Oh yeah, fucking science fiction. Okay, second, the street gang, the Pharaohs, that kidnap Richard Dreyfus in the film is based on George Lucas's car club cohorts growing up in a Modesto area called the Pharaohs. Pharaohs, F-A-R-O-S. Okay, this is. Google the Pharaohs right now. The Pharaohs American Graffiti. This is just so fucking goofy. (laughs) Like all that stuff I said about like, you know, 50 years have passed and kids are still doing the same things and you can still feel the same way and stuff like that. Where the fuck are there gangs with varsity letter jackets with the name of their gang written across on the back? I need to know if this was actually a thing or not during this time because it's so fucking stupid i like i'm dying to know I, I have an uncle who would have been a teenager during this time i gotta know like hey were you in a gang during this time uh and you know gang like the term gang today obviously well gangs are gangs have never really been a great thing but the term gang today you know you think of you know more kind of like in the ho- boys in the hood like that kind of thing but this is just so bizarre and like they don't even fucking do anything they just like go around and like cause mischief <laughs> like they're, they're not that tough and all the kids in the gang look like they're 30 anyway uh so the pharaoh is just a very uh, a, a very lame uh storyline in the movie if you ask me uh but i 
hey, if if anyone out there listening has like you know parents or uh, you know know someone that was in a quote gang like this back in the day, please let me know. And the fair, even if you aren't a gang, the Ferris is such a dumb fucking name. <laughs> all right, all right. Last fact, uh, I thought this one was a little interesting. Uh, so Harrison Ford, uh, this is an early role for Harrison Ford, not his first, but one of his breakouts. And uh, without this movie, there's no Han Solo because this was Harrison Ford and George uh, Lucas's first collaboration with one another. Uh, Harrison Ford initially turned down the film because he was offered $485 a week, less than he earned as a carpenter and not enough to support his family. When the offer was up to $500, he accepted. I'm fascinated by economics in the 1970s because... Like fifteen extra dollars <laughs> a week, can, like convinced Harrison Ford to do, and like that fifteen dollars. Without that fifteen dollars, Han Solo doesn't exist. Indiana Jones doesn't exist. Branch Rickey from Forty Two doesn't exist. Uh, the The Fugitive, whatever that movie he was in, the fucking uh, he plays the fucking president in. Like just, <laughs> I love these old stories from old Hollywood about uh, you know famous actors and how they got their start and just how everything kind of became like it just fell into place like Harrison Ford like he wanted to be a carpenter but $15 made the difference and now he's you know one of the most highest grossing movie stars of all time okay so real quick we're going to rate this on a scale of one to five hazmats five being the highest uh we're going to go ahead and give this a another we're going to give another four uh, for this one, it's just a, it's a timeless classic. As I said, anyone can enjoy it, any age, any decade, doesn't matter. Uh, it's just it, it's just a, it, it's a good, it's just such a good movie. Really, the whole, I'll, I'll go into this another time. But really, the whole like teenage era of, you know the you know the John Hughes era of like the eighties and stuff like that. Like I don't really think that mo- all that stuff happens without this. It's just such an influential mo- movie, um, you know, for teenagers and stuff like that who. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot of movies about them just growing up and being kids, and this kind of gave, you know, paved the way for that kind of genre. So, four stars. Would absolutely recommend it. Give it a watch. Hope everyone is out there doing well. Please stay inside. Social distancing. I have my mask. Uh, I, I, I started wearing it out, and I feel a little dumb, uh, but it's a nice, friendly reminder to brush your teeth, I guess, uh, because it does get a little stinky in there. Uh, So, again, hope everyone's doing well. Please stay inside, social distancing, all that stuff. Like us on social media. We are on all major platforms. Uh, Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at QuarantinemaPod. And if you give us a like, you know, shoot us some questions. You know, maybe ask, why don't you you guys start uh, shooting us some questions, uh, either in the comments or in our DMs or something like that. Just start shooting some questions that you want to uh, see me answer. And I'd be happy to go through this for you guys. Ask me about anything, what it could be about the movie you just watched, uh, any movies we're going to watch in the future. Uh, if you have any recommend, if you're looking for recommendations about what I want you to watch, just shoot out, reach me a DM, get weird with it. I don't care. Well, let's let's have some fun with this one. Uh, you can also find our podcast uh, pretty much wherever major podcasts are found. Big announcement: we are on iHeartRadio now. That's fun. Uh, so we're on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the works. Uh, so give us a like and subscribe. Please tell your friends. Uh, we're not doing anything here. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all movie bus listening to this, so uh, why don't you tell a friend, spread the joy of movies, I suppose. 
Uh, and just remember, don't be a hero. Stay inside. Watch a movie.